0: opportunity, uh, to worship the Lord. Amen. Church. Hey, it's good to see you. Uh, my name is Toby. I serve here as a lead pastor and it's just an honor to uh, share just all the things that God has been, you know, sharing me and the, and our team, you know, our team is expanding. We got, we got a couple interns and we have pastoral team and we're working every week together as a team and it's just an exciting season. But, uh, last year in 2019, uh, as the year was ending, a lot of people say, "Hey, next year, uh, it's the uh, year of of twenty twenty vision, like perfect vision." Like I, I heard that a lot, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, like perfect vision." Wow, cool. Is that tell me? No, 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 no. sorry. Earlier, ah, <laughs> he was. He was eating my mic, and uh, so I put it away. Thank you, Phil. Um, but but uh, I-, I hope it would have been my wife who would say that, you know, because uh, you saw me. Oh, you are t- telling me? Okay, well, you should have jumped up and down, you know, because I couldn't see you. Sorry. You know, my-, my son loves to eat on my, like, so my uh, name tag is all ripped up. My microphone is all like wet right now, but uh, sorry, other other pastors who have to use this. But we could probably label it Toby's or uh, Toby's, yeah, saliva or something. But anyways, my son. But it's the same thing. Anyways, so now you hear me. And uh, so last year, at the end of the year, 2020 is coming up, and people were saying, "Hey, next year is the year of." 2020 vision and a lot of puns you know and then like oh it's the year of perfect vision and i thought that was pretty cool because that would look for perfect vision right so it's like i thought the same thing oh let's have perfect vision um but i found out later that 2020 isn't perfect vision did you know that like i was about to embarrass myself saying hey it's 2020 vision it's perfect no it's actually uh it's not 40/20 is a perfect vision and 20/20 vision is, you know, simply that there's a map. Okay, so when you see row 8 20 feet away, so maybe where like Gary is, okay? So like if you could see row 8 perfectly, then you have a 20/20 vision, right? But you know, that's 20/20. It's a good sight. You know, it's not bad. It's but it's a normal vision. You know, it's not perfect vision, but it is a very good sight and but i don't want to take that away from this sounding 2020 vision it sounds really cool so i'm going to go back to that but i want to think about this together what is a good vision for us for us as an individual as christians because good vision is important vision help us to keep focus on the goal help us to see the future with the eyes of jesus and what is a good vision and that's something that we is definitely worth talking about And you know, as a church too, what is it that God is calling us? So I want to read today's theme passage together. It's from 1 Thessalonians 3.12. And we've been using this as our guidance for the past two years. Ezekiel 47 and 1 Thessalonians 3.12. And I want to read the Thessalonian part today in the beginning. So if you could read that with me together, I think it has a lot packed in it. So here we go. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you so it is the word overflow that is found in here and i love that term i've been using that we've been saying that all every week how do we overflow hey but this this uh passage teaches us where we must overflow to and where is that it says for each other and then for everyone else so there's this two places or two things, that is, two things that are going on. So in order for us to have good vision, we, it needs to be a bifocal vision. Where, you know, is, imagine a lens that you see far, but you also see nearby. Like those, each other is like those people who are sitting around you and, and people who are closest to you. And then we flow, overflow to also with the same love to everyone else, it says bifocal vision far and near but before we get to overflow we must ask god to fill us and it says to let his love increase in us so that we may overflow do you feel his love increasing in you or do you almost feel it like it's decreasing or deflating or maybe even it's the same it's stagnant well it has to increase so that we could overflow it makes sense right when you're not filled up you can't overflow when you're empty there's you can't go but when we are filled we get to overflow and the term overflow in the original greek language is uh, pericio can we say that together pericio oh i, I don't know how it's really it's something like that but you got the point pericio and uh it's kind of like sparkling water, you know it sounds like it, but you know it's it's pericio, okay so it's, it 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 means um the leftover the the abundance of what you have it makes sense overflow right so have you have you you, you go to a restaurant and you, do you use one of these like the box like do you use these, yeah I don't usually use it because I eat my food. Like, I finish my food, but, but some people, you know, it's you're so full and you're, you're you're you got a leftover, so you put it in the box and you take it home to give it to your dog or you eat it next day. You know, it used to be called doggy bag, I think. That's what I heard at first. Anyways, like it's next year, next day's lunch, and, and but that's the pericio we're talking about. Like it's leftover. It's you had already abundant. Abundance of, you know, whatever you had. And there's some leftover that you get to share with, not dogs, but, you know, others. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a good thing. But for, for us, what is it in our box? What's in your box? What's in it? It's the love of God. It's like, it's, it's not your leftover food, really. It, it's this, this brand new love of God. Because it's overflowed in you, it's in there. And then we get to take this box and share that with other people but we got to make sure that the love of God is in that or in you so that you have left over when it's abundant we get to carry it out to all the places we go near and far so the question comes back to we come back to is is the love of God abundant in your life is it pouring in and increasing and is it overflowing so we got to look to the bible and see what is it about this overflow or pericio that we we really need to be uh, focusing on in our lives as we have this bifocal vision so now the the writer of this is uh Thessalonian is Paul he's the church planner of the church in Thessalonica Thessalonica is a, a place where Lots of worldly value, and people from all over the culture, they came, and so, in other words, this church or this region is heavily influenced by the worldly values and culture, and at the time, though, Paul went and planted this church, and many people were becoming Christians. Hallelujah. It's a great thing. Resurrection of Jesus. They believe in that. So there are a, a lot of Christians. But the governors or the people who govern the city, they, they got scared because these Christians were rising up. And they're like, oh, we, we better do something about it. They kind of felt threatened. So there's a lot of oppression from the political world. But unfortunately, after a while, after Paul and Silas and Timothy, they planted this church, they, they had to go somewhere else. They had to, to leave that place. And Paul, the founder, the, the, kind of like their father, figured, like, oh, I'm so worried about these guys. They're young Christians. I, I, I want them to make sure they're okay. Like, they're constantly, he was, Paul was constantly thinking about them, praying for them are they withstanding the the pressure and the political uh you know political pressures on them or are you know they're young christians so like are are they not going astray like with the with the teaching of the bible are they interpreting it kind of weirdly or on their own or are are they is are their faith being protected are they okay that was paul's Feeling like every day, like I mean, you could imagine that you you help plan that. You have to leave. You're always constantly thinking about that. But despite his worries, Timothy went and came back with an amazing news, saying, "Hey, Paul." You know, these guys, these, these guys in Thessalonica, they're like, they're amazing. They're so filled with the love of God that we, that we don't have to worry about them because God has really poured into them and they received it and they kept on receiving it. They're, they're solid, solid. So now, like Paul so happy. He's like, oh, I love them so much. My love overflow for them. So he's writing this letter as like a follow-up saying, I heard from Timothy, and it's so cool, so make sure you keep overflowing. May you be increasing with the, from the love of God. May he bless you with more of his love so that you may overflow to reach to, to one another, to each other. They needed that to make sure that the love was overflowing to each other, increasing among each other because... These guys, they, they needed that. They were withstanding this, this uh, pers- persecution as a church family. They had to huddle up. They had to encourage one another because there was some real, real oppression there. So the love to be increasing among each other was so important. But also he says, may that love increase to everyone else. Who is everyone else? Paul referring to are those people that are different among you know people that are not like the peers or the church family but it is those who are even persecuting you it is those who are not part of your group it is those who are saying that you don't belong in this city paul is saying that you got to overflow with the love with the same love you have for one another you got to overflow the same love to those who are persecuting you it's it's crazy but that's exactly how Jesus loved us. And Paul knew that. And Paul saw that this love was evident in them. So he was saying, go and overflow to each other, to everyone else. Because he knew they were ready. same could be said for us. We got to be filled with his love so that we may be able to overflow. Now, I want us to revisit um, our other vision passage from Ezekiel 47. So here's verse 9. There's this image of this this river that is flowing and and it it lives again. And this is verse 9 of Ezekiel 47. I'll read that for you. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there. and makes the salt water fresh so where the river flows everything will live i mean we talked about this before but this is such an amazing image where where we used to be and now where we are today because we used to be living in sin we were filled with sin we were the dead sea we had that in us because we were filled with that but when we get connected to the sanctuary which is the presence of god it is like the river coming in and cleansing us and now wherever the river comes in the water becomes Fresh, and we think of this passage that John wrote that Jesus is the living water, and it wells up within us and lead us to eternal life because it is brewing up, so like from within our, our dead sea becomes this beautiful, awesome water that everything lives in your life and around you, and, and a lot of us have experienced that, and if you have not, I want you to know Jesus Christ because he wants to do that in you to create something new not like the dead sea ever again but it is this fresh water but we also must be overflowing we can't stop there we got to keep flowing and that image is also in verse 12 it says fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river their leaves will not wither nor will they fruit fail every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for feeling, uh, healing. So I could imagine this picture, this, this beautiful river. And I, I found this online, like, years before. It's, I, I kind of see something like this, where, like, the water's flowing. It's not never-ending. And then by the riverbanks, there's trees, and there's life. There's green, and there's fruits, and there's fish. And it's like life. Just a beautiful image, and not only that—the fruit that is is going to be bearing in our lives. It will be used for food for other people, for those hungry, those who are spiritually hungry. I mean, the things that we get to produce in our life is going to help others. Isn't that an awesome image? And then, and then the healing part too. is not crazy. It's like the leaves that gets the, the all the trees around our lives. It is going to be used for healing and broken relationships are restored. I mean, just. That image of that. And then a little side note is that this is an image of heaven, too. It's found in the very last chapter of Revelation. The same image, but we'll get into that another time. I want to focus on today because it's like, it's so exciting. It's like, I I won't, I won't stop. You'll be here till tomorrow if I keep going. So anyways, <laughs> I know I need to leave. Um, but, um, you know, this picture of this river. Notice, though, the most important thing is this river. The water is flowing in from the sanctuary. The presence of God. And for us, where is the source of this water? It's Jesus Christ. He's the living water. So when we are connected to him, that's what's gonna happen. This this river. But but let's double check on that connection with the source. Because sometimes, how 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 earlier Caroline was talking about worries when we get worried when we when we stop trusting in God in certain areas that's where the water kind of like we're like squeezing the hose almost it's like the water is like it's like we're shutting off the source almost we want a full trust in God and let the water continue to flow in we got to check that daily every morning that's why we open up the daily bread or or the devotionals because we got to make sure that the connection is there and we're flowing like this because when, it's, when we just go back to our default mode, maybe that's not it. Maybe we become a marsh. Maybe we become a swamp that Ezekiel also talks about. It's kind of like the Dead Sea again. We don't want to do that. But when we stop trusting in God, when we are stop surrendering to God, unfortunately that can't happen in all of us. So where are the areas? Where we need to trust in God again. Where are the areas where we have to release the fears and worries? And then, I think this is key. Do you see yourself as how God sees you? Do you know that He loves you so much? He says... God says, you are precious in my sight. You are precious, and I love you, and I'll do anything for you. I'll exchange the best thing that I have to win you back. And he exchanged his son, Jesus, to win you back because you're so precious. Do you see that in you when you see the mirror? Do you see this precious being that God has redeemed? Because when we stop seeing ourselves and how God sees us, we're going to blame ourselves. We're going to hate ourselves. We're going to be just feeling bad. And that's when the water kind of stops flowing. Before we get to overflow, we got to know how God loves you so much. So may He fill you up. And then let us grow in that trust. We need that because remember, we got to go, we got to, we need a bifocal vision near and far. And when we really want to do that, overflow with love to those, we need to trust in God because it could be hard. Are you loving each other like the close people in your lives, in your family, your siblings, your spouse, your parent, the people that are so close to you? And sometimes those are the hardest people to love, you know, because you know them so much. They know your buttons and you know all that, and it's hard to I mean, sometimes like we 're trying to be like the lighthouse in, into the world, but you 're looking at you know like your footsteps and like nearby and, like it's really dark like you you're not pouring out the same love like, it's easy to like it's almost sometimes like we get to we, we could take these close people for granted, and uh we need to trust in God to love those who are closest to you who we live with those who are always around you and we think okay i could always love them is it true not always we got to look around nearby who are those people maybe it's among the church family are we encouraging one another are we huddling up are we are we meeting in a small group are we are we loving one another and then do you love each other to the point where you could be accountable to each other? We'll be challenging our faith. Well, when someone is is struggling, we, we, we surround them. But we don't just let them struggle on their own. Are we speaking truth in their lives? I mean, those are the ways where we get to love one another with the same love of God. The key question is, is peace of God? Is there peace of God in that relationship with those around us to each other like the, the closest people and then are we loving everyone else that's that's hard because those are the people that are far from you not just in like regionally but in your thinking in the way you process things those are like far away from you those speak different language different culture different generation it's it's you don't have a natural you know natural link to them but are you loving them even those people who are opposite of you, even those who hate you, even those who you don't even like, those far away from you. Because Jesus wants us to, want us to love those who are persecuting us. That's what He told us to do. When we look around the world today, is there, do we have grace of God in those relationships with everyone else? Near and far, by focal vision, we need them both. we can 't have just one or the other. We need them both. You know why? Because it's easy some, you know in most cases it 's easier to love those who look like you, right I mean it's, you're, you're familiar it's easy. but when we just love one another just, just that, then we could be so inward driven. A church could be very, like, a cliquish culture where, like, people from the outside are like, oh, I don't, like, oh, we're, we're among ourselves. And then we kind of put a wall around those who are, doesn't look differently. We don't want to be that. But when we focus just on each other, then that can happen. Or when we just focus on everyone else. You know, like, all oh, like, for example, this is like a typical maybe case for me or, like, other pastors or ministers. Like, you're so focused on reaching to people that you're neglecting your family. And that can't happen either. That's not healthy. That's not bifocal vision. We need them both. We've got to love with the love of God and overflow with, to them near and far. So let us grow in that faith. We need His, we need to depend on God because sometimes it's hard to love other people. Who is the closest person? Who is the one closest to you that needs the love of God that is overflowing? in and through you? And then who are the people? Who are the ones that is furthest away from you? Maybe not regionally, just regionally, but maybe emotionally or relationally. Who are the ones who are furthest from you that needs that same love of God that is overflowing from you? I want you to think about that this week. But then what about as a church? Who are the ones that are close by that we got to love? Who are the ones who are farthest away that we got to love? Whatever that's going to look like, we have the gospel message, the best message that the world could ever hear. We have that entrusted tr- in our laps. We've got to be responsible. There is a responsibility, and therefore God gives us a vision to overflow. And we can't just keep it to ourselves, right? Like, oh, God, you're so awesome, but I'm not going to share that with others. That just sounds ridiculous. We've got to be open. We've got to be mindful. And then, you know, Paul reminds us of that. Verse 13, after our theme verse, it says this. This is 1 Thessalonians 3, 13. It says, May He strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all His holy ones. We do know that Jesus is coming back, right? You know, do you know that we're going to meet Jesus face to face, right? And I believe He's going to ask you, Hey, I loved you so much, so did you overflow? I believe He's going to ask us that. And then I also think he's going to ask us, so where does your overflow to? I want to say, yeah, because you poured into me, I overflow to, to, to each other, to my friends, to my family, but also to everyone else, even, even those who, people who don't, didn't like me. I, I forgave them or I love them regardless. I want to be able to say that. So are you ready? Are you ready to overflow? Because the everlasting, unchanging love of God is pouring into you. At least He wants to pour into you. So please receive that. Let you fill you up. And then put it in the, the box, remember? What do we say? Peri what? what? You guys remember? Peri. You guys already forgot? Man, Pericio. Yeah, remember, like kind of sounds like sparkling water, you know? Like we, we put it in here. Like you fill it up and then the leftover stuff, you put it in there, and then we go to door to door, like DoorDash, you know, it's like, hey, <laughs> Uber Eats or po- I don't care. You know, but you know, that sounds weird, but you know, it's not a leftover food. It is like a food that is the love that is like straight from God's kitchen, you know? Like it's piping hot, it's like fresh as it gets. It never gets old. But don't just keep it to yourself. Let's bring it. Let's take it. Let's deliver it. Those who are nearby, those are far away. And when it's hard to do that, make sure God make that love increase so that you can overflow. Someone overflowed with God's love in your life. That's why you know the gospel. Someone went out of the way and says, Jesus loves you that's why you get to hear the message and then you accept it and now you're here so now it's our turn to go and overflow i want to share a story at you know as we close this time about a woman who overflowed with god's love in her life she is one of my heroes in my life her name is michi endo i wish linda was here but it's her mother who basically started this, this church in the Japanese language? She was like the founder. She was, I think, the only Japanese member at first. But you know, in 1988, when we came to the United States, we didn't know any church. We needed to go to church, and somebody hooked us up. Like, Michi found us. I mean, she's like that. She's like, she, 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 before we reached out to her, she's like, hey. And she kind of called us. I forgot. I was like only seven years old. But like, she would just like come. It's like, we're going to church. I'm like, wait, what church? you're you're a christian you come with me so I, I she took me to orange coast church every single week me and my mom every week she would come because she didn't my mom didn't drive at the time so like michi wouldn't take no for an answer or like oh i'm busy for an answer she's like no we're going <laughs> and then later on she became a piano teacher man she was so strict and oh man but but you know i i even though i kind of was like man this this lady is scary but i do did know even as a kid she was overflowing with the love of God because she knew God loves us. She would always say, hey, you know what? God loves you. I'm like, you don't have to say it like mean, not mean, you know. But, like, she was just, like, so adamant about people knowing that God loved them. Right now, she's with the Lord. You know, she passed away. And she had cancer. But even at the last... I was, I was in Rochester, New York, going to seminary at the time, or maybe I was in Japan, but I wasn't around, but I knew her story at the end. She kept on overflowing, never stopped overflowing that love. And when I found out, Pastor Carl Oma, who founded this church in 1979, as they were beginning to start up this church plant called Orange Coast, Michi would look up on the phone book. Guys, you know what a phone book is? <laughs> It's like, there used to be a thing. But these days, it's like totally against culture, right? Because all it's like personal information. But there used to be like a phone book with people's actual phone number. But Michi would like highlight all the Japanese names. Every single one of them. She would just start calling them. And that's how she overflowed into their lives. And say, hey, we're starting a new church. Would you come? They're like, who are you? You know? I'm sure someone just like slammed the phone on her. But she didn't, she kept persisting. She kept going because you know what? The love of God was just too much in her. It was overflowing. She couldn't contain it. She would call and maybe even if it kind of looked like Japanese, she would call, you know? And like, or if they spoke Japanese, she would talk in Japanese. If they spoke English, it's like, oh, there's an English, uh, you know, language group. She would just kept on calling. I mean, that's how she overflowed. How will you overflow with God's love? And how should we, how sh- must we overflow as a church? We just celebrated 40th year. What is the next 40 year going to look like? 40 years and beyond, what is that going to look like? How are we supposed to be obedient to God so that we may keep, co- continue to overflow? Um, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a letter that I wrote that I want you to take as we go out but it talks about the changes that, that I believe it is essential for us and includes include the aspect of, of a new church name. And I know it's an emotional thing for some of us, but it is something that for the sake of the future and for the gospel message to continue to be reaching out this community. I, I, I've, I've spent two years praying about this, and I want you to hear that from my heart. And if there's any thoughts or questions about it, I'd love to continue to dialogue with you. 'Cause I don't take that lightly. However, it is something that have a conviction that we, we must respond to and, and it's all in, in, in that document that I want you to take. But coming back to today's passage, how are we gonna overflow with the love of God near and far? Like Michi Endo, who all oh, just went so much out of her way. There is no phone book these days, but there is a Facebook these days. Maybe you could contact all your friends or make an email or Facebook invite or blast it. Hey, we have an Easter pa- uh, service coming up. We have all these, you know, maybe you could be creative in that way. We're using what God has given you to reach the people so that you may overflow with His love. Get it? Like phone book, Facebook? I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, okay, good. I, okay. Anyways, anyways. Again, we got the most important message that this world could ever hear. The most beautiful message that anyone could ever encounter. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he gave his life to give you salvation. And that is what has been entrusted in us as an individual and as a church so may we go and overflow amen church amen. here's a weekly challenge i have a uh, you know there's there's passage from ezekiel 47 that i want us to read what is god teaching you here and then you know really do an exam about is the water from the sanctuary god's presence you know is, is it flowing into you daily and then next, we want to look at the areas of life where we've kind of gave up, or maybe there's a hard time trusting God. But that could be the very fact where the, the water is kind of slow. But let us give that up to God again. But let's think about what is it? Be, what is behind the fear and, 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 and behind that um, lack of trust or hesitancy to trust. And then overflow. Let's read 1 Thessalonians 3.12. It's right there. You read it. May the Lord increase your love so that you could overflow to those who are nearby. Who are they? Who is like the family member or maybe your closest neighbor where you've grown up together? Maybe your childhood friend. Those who are so close that you kind of forgot almost. Who are they? And then who are those who are furthest away from you? Who are the ones that, that the, the relationship has been broken? Or maybe a, a conviction you have at the other side of the world that people are starving or people are going through like living hell and you got to do something about maybe you can't go but maybe you could support a missionary i mean how will you overflow to those who are far away from you those are the questions that that i want us to be challenged this week all right let's pray god we invite you into our hearts right now so that you may speak May, may the living water of jesus spring up like crazy that it is that some is to the point where we can't contain it but if there's there's people if there's anybody in here that are unsure of that love from you God may you pour in to their lives so that they are fully fully assured that they are loved by you you gave up your very own son for us may we never ever forget that And then may we put our trust in you as you call us to go and overflow to those who are near and far. May we put our soul trust in you, especially when it is hard to love others. And then as we trust in you, may you clearly direct us to the place where we must overflow to as an individual and as a church, God. And I ask that you would would open way you would open the the roadblocks or, or or any obstacle that is in the way for us to overflow you would just demolish that break that break through that so that we could trust in you and 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 share with them the love that is so abundant in our lives that we can't contain it may we choose to overflow for you god i ask for your help I ask for your guidance, especially as a church right now, as we go into this new season, season of growth, because you have transitioned us to a place of growth, God. So we want to see all that you want to do. May we put our trust in you. Wherever you lead us, we follow. And then we trust you because wherever the river flows, everything lives. In your name I pray, amen. Amen.